Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. 
is there a way to create a deal and a partnership and a relationship that is more than just the pay-to-play kind of deal that we've seen and have done for so many years? There's no shortage of sneakers out there. Everyone's in the sneaker business. What makes this shoe different from all the other shoes out there? We dream big and believe that this is actually maybe the arguable most comfortable lifestyle sneaker out there that's going to come out now. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion, and welcome to a very special episode of the BOF podcast. Today is the global launch of a new tennis-inspired sneaker by none other than eight-time Wimbledon champion Roger Federer. Last year, Roger signed a partnership with On, a Swiss running shoe company that's built a huge market share in Switzerland and is now looking to go global. I sat down with Roger to understand why he decided to get involved with On in the first place and become an investor, what makes this specific sneaker so special, and his thoughts on his future career and the role that On may play within it. Here's Roger Federer, Inside Fashion. Good morning, Roger. How are you today? Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, feel good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, good. It's still in lockdown. Well, kind of. London's lockdown is beginning to open up a bit. Um, yeah. You know, you're in. You've been in Switzerland, is that right? How have you been spending your time during this very unusual period for all of us? Yes, uh, for me also. I've been in Switzerland uh, throughout. I have not moved. Um, I got back from South Africa, uh, where I played the match for the foundation in Feb, uh, as everything was starting to sort of come about. And when we came home a few, I'd say probably a couple, a couple of weeks later, um, we were skiing in the mountains. I wasn't, the kids were, and my wife were. They switched off the ski lifts and everything came to a halt uh, at that time. And ever since we've been in Switzerland um, and spending the lockdown here and just making sure we uh, do what we're allowed to do uh, and uh, avoid any contact really. I didn't see my parents for for several months and uh, things have loosened up now a little bit, you know, in the last uh, couple of months. But now again, we see a spike in cases slowly coming back. People are talking about, about maybe second wave coming back. And I think yesterday was just a first time or first day that may be considering or they've decided, I'm not sure now, to have uh, the masks, uh, you know, in public transport. So um, I wonder where we're going from here. But uh, we've been always uh, allowed to go outside of the house and go for a walk. So I think uh, in terms of a lockdown, I think Switzerland's actually been quite, quite okay. And uh, I think we were very serious about it all. Uh, likewise, here in London, even at the height of the pandemic, you know, we were able to go outside, which really makes a difference. Um, but we're not here to talk about coronavirus today. We're here to talk about this very interesting project that you've been cooking up for some time now. And before before we start talking about the Roger, uh, specifically, I, I wanted to, to go back a bit further and, and kind of gauge your interest in, in fashion more generally. You know, this, you're speaking today to a, a global audience of people who are very passionate about fashion. You've always had some kind of personal interest in this in this industry and in, in the space you know wh where did that come from was it something that started from a young age 
No, I would say, well, maybe, who knows? Um, you know, I, uh, I was born in 81 and obviously grew up through the 90s. Uh, basketball was big. Uh, hip hop was still big, obviously. And, uh, uh, you know, the music, the boy bands were coming up. Uh, the bleach hair had to do that back in 98. Um, so I, I don't think I was necessarily into fashion, honestly. Uh, growing up in the village I was growing up in, um, you know, we didn't have in school... Um, what do you call it? Uh, when everybody has to wear the same um, the uniform. We didn't have uniforms uh, in schools, so everybody could wear um, what they wanted. And if you know, I had my favorite Donald Duck jumper, I felt like the coolest guy in school already. So um, it's really then once I started traveling, I guess you know, when I became a pro at 16 and started traveling the world, and you go to places like Miami and New York and uh, you know, maybe Tokyo and, uh, you realize people dress very differently, you know, and, uh, sometimes you're like, wow, I could never wear that. And sometimes you're like, oh, wish, I wish I could dare to wear that. I wish I had the confidence to, to, to do what they did, you know? Um, so I think this is where I started to really look around a little bit more, but it's really over time. Um, and through, I think, I think through success and dressing for the, occasion that I really got into it more and more um, uh, my wife as well um, I mean I met Mirka my girlfriend at the time that my wife today when I was just a little bit over 18 years old so obviously she's had a big influence on me making sure I I dressed apart I, I look good in the right moments that um, I care about you know uh, about moments you know red carpets and you know when I wore this, the same suit three straight uh, galas in a row with just different ties she thought well don't you think we need maybe a second suit you know maybe I mean we don't have to spend <laughs> that much money but maybe we can do a little bit of that and uh, yeah and then you just uh, it, it, I think I learned from there and then um, and then after that I started taking more chances I just said like you know what let's 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 go for it a little bit let's uh wear the jeans uh, with the, the, the leather shoes and the, um, and, the, uh, and the jacket over it and the button shirt, which I thought like, no, it just doesn't work. You know, like a half suit at the top and jeans at the bottom. That was like such an odd look for me in the beginning. But uh, I really also felt highly uncomfortable wearing suits, to be honest. Every time I wore a suit, I had a gala and I had to wear a tie. I felt like it was choking me and I felt it was just uncomfortable, you know, and uh, I didn't feel like I was myself anymore. I felt like I was uh, acting and that was a horrible feeling. And um, I remember, I think it was maybe Anna Wintour or uh, I think, and she told me, you know, you got to wear the clothes, Roger. The, the, the clothes can't wear you. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I got to be confident enough to say like this, I'm happy to wear this and I'm wearing the piece or, you know, the outfit or the suit for that matter. And, um, and then after that, I think when I gained confidence, I started to also just uh, try out some more things and it's a lot of fun and, and here we are today. Yeah, I mean, I guess the place where, you know, you, you're most visible and where you're probably most comfortable is on the court. And over the years, you've had all of these deals with, you know, Nike and more recently with Uniqlo and others. I mean, to the extent possible, like, how did how did you think about like which brands that you wanted to partner with over the years when you were um, an athlete? Well, I mean, in the beginning, I don't want to say you're happy 
that anybody's showing any interest, you know. And uh, thankfully, we've had the, the Bjorn Borgs and uh, other amazing tennis player athletes uh, who have led the way for endorsements. Michael Jordan, for instance, classic example as well. And we had a lot of others who were, you know, really, really popular and had endorsements. So whenever you had an opportunity to have an endorsement deal, that was a big thing, you know, to have extra income on the side, not knowing how long your career is going to be. Um, was a nice thing, of course, in tennis as well. I don't know how many people know, but you know, we pay for our flights, we pay our coaches, we pay for the hotel rooms usually. So, from that standpoint, I mean, the expenses are very high, you know, and uh, what you have to put into it uh, is big and the risk is high, you know, sometimes. And uh, depending on how you play, you also feel extra pressure having to perform that week, um, which doesn't help sometimes. And uh, but anyway, so that was that part you have to um, uh, grow into. And uh, I'm sorry, you have to help me again. What was the question? I, 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 lost, I, I went off track here. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. It was basically about, you know, expressing yourself on the court and choosing right. which brands to the partners, partner exactly. with. Exactly. Sorry, yes. So then I think choosing the right partners for me, the good thing for me, I believe, was that I was patient enough to wait. Because I remember... In 2004, I came to the US Open. I was world number one at the time. I had won Wimbledon, the Australian Open, won the world championships against Agassi in Houston. You know, and I was the, the new guy, uh, top guy, who has taken over from Sampras and Agassi and so forth. And people thought I was going to be at the top for a while, which I ended up being. Um, and, but in America, you know, they judge your morals on the deals that you have over then maybe just the results alone. It's a combination. Whereas I feel like in Europe or maybe especially in Switzerland, it's really, how many Wimbledon did you win? How long you've been world number one? They, I mean, here I felt like in Switzerland, I needed to win like three, four Wimbledons for them to really say like, wow, I mean, he's really good. I mean, we knew he's good, but we didn't know he, he's that good almost. You know, it took me like four Wimbledons in a row to prove that to all the Swiss, I believe, to the last Swiss guy to think that actually this career is a really an epic one potentially, you know? So, um, so then um, I felt like, you know, there was a time also I didn't have management, to be honest, you know, uh, for like a, a period of probably a year and a half as I became world number one. And I learned a lot there because I had my parents, uh, you know, with the foundation. I had my wife who helped me with all organizing flights and hotels and all that stuff. And then I had a lawyer and that's how we went about it until I started partnering with, uh, with IMG and Tony Gottsig, who's still my agent today, a teammate. And uh, this, I think, is also what changed things around a little bit for me because I really I realized I couldn't cope with all the demands and all the, how do I say yes? Where do I say no? The good thing, what it did is like, it made me you know, patient and wait for the right partners, I believe. Uh, I was lucky enough to have some great partners already early on, like Rolex and like you said, Nike and Wilson and, and others, you know, but uh, it's really then it started for me in 2005. I felt, felt like when I started to really sign um, global deals, you know, such as a Gillette started coming in, Mercedes, and um, and and then, well, eventually Uniqlo, and now on. So I think for me, patient and picking the right one and being wise about the choice and trying to aim for longevity um, was the key for me because um, just looking for the short term was not not something I really wanted to be honest. And uh, that's always easy to do. And in, I think especially in, the, in an individual sport, it's very easy just to say, like, we'll take this guy for two years and then we'll move to, to this athlete, uh, this girl for the next two years. 
but I think for me, my if I look into my business uh, endeavors and everything, all with all my partners, I think I can believe I can be very proud how I've been able to uh, maintain a great working relationship with uh, my partners and been with them for sometimes over 10, 15 years now. And that in the, in the individual sport, we see very, very rarely. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about ON because the structure of this partnership is really different from the typical athlete, you know, endorsement deal. Typically, you know, the, the athlete works, you know, with the, the brand and they figure out some kind of way of the, you know, for the athlete to promote the product and wear the product. Right. But you've actually decided to get much more involved with on, you know, you've actually taken mm -hmm. a financial stake and you're kind of involved in the operations of the business. And why did you decide to get you know, so much more involved than, than one would normally see? Yeah, so, I mean, why? I mean, I think it happened quite organically and naturally. Let's be, let's be honest, you know. I mean, my Nike deal ended after 20 years. We're not able to re-sign, renegotiate, didn't work out. And Uniqlo showed great interest after that. And uh, I was extremely excited and proud that Uniqlo had shown that interest, you know, because it's, you could argue that maybe at the back end of a, somebody's career, nobody wants to sign you again, potentially. Okay, now my caliber, maybe you could say like, you'll always find somebody, but maybe not somebody who's going to give you a long-term deal. And uh, this is what I loved about um, the, uh, the Uniqlo uh, relationship I've had, you know, they always said, I know we'll, you'll probably soon, maybe, hopefully not, you'll retire from tennis, but you will not retire from life, you know? And as we know, Uniqlo does amazing clothes and their life wear is exceptional and uh, they have something for everybody. And I really got to know the brand and, you know, know the people and, and love it for it, you know, but they didn't have any, any shoes, any sneakers, you know? So that allowed me to, have an open canvas. Where do I want to go with the sneakers? Do I just want to be free? Wear whatever I wanted, because that's also cool. To be honest, you know, I said I, I told this to my wife and my agent. I said like, look, I mean, I'm I love my sneakers. I I like wearing whatever I want, but there is this shoe company, sneaker company here in Switzerland. You know, on on running, and the guys are a little bit older than me. They come from running, from triathlon, duathlon, and uh, I've seen them make huge headlines and waves here in Switzerland. Anyhow, I remember my wife, uh, you know, walking around with the shoes, you know, years ago, all my friends were wearing them and um, I would look at them go like, interesting, you know, and then I heard about that. Their market share was about 45% here in Switzerland. I saw it also growing much more worldwide. And I said, uh, it was Tony, you know, like, how about if we meet these guys and just have a, a conversation and out of curiosity and interest, let's just, get to know each other. I am where I am in my career. They are where they are. And let's see if there's any synergies whatsoever. And is there a place for any working relationship? And if not, you know what? I'm just happy that the Swiss company is really rocking right now. I mean, I'm just happy for them. And I said, I'll give them advice. I'll see what, what they want to know maybe. And, you know, etc. And I get to know the brand a little bit. And it's just, uh, I'll learn by just meeting these guys you know um and then we had a, a wonderful dinner uh, it was great i remember in zurich uh, a few years back now two years ago i'd say almost and um and here we are i mean we started talking and it took us like a year i think you know to really uh i mean it's a year ago now that uh, we really 
signed the deal. Uh, you know, no, so, hold on. This was uh, like now, uh, sorry, only at the end of last year. So this is like uh, six months ago. But I mean, we've been working on this deal for some time and seeing like, is there a way to create a deal and a partnership and a relationship that is more than just, like you said, the, the pay to play kind of deal that we've seen and have done for so many years. And, uh, and I said like, well, I believe the company has huge potential. I really do think the guys are great. And you always, when you, I think, invest in a company, I think it's the people and uh, the on guys are great. They're uh, young, they're dynamic, um, it's lean, fast, you know, and I like that about them. And uh, it's a Swiss company that wants to grow worldwide. They've already, you know, taken big strides and maybe I can help them with this final push. And I'm really, really excited to do that if they believe I'm the right guy for it. And, um, and I said, to show you that how much I care, I'd be happy to invest and become a partner if you allow me to have any shares, you know, whatsoever in, in your company. And I think they were extremely excited because it goes beyond just uh, this, this partnership. It really becomes like a family in, pro, in the process, you know, and, um, and it, I give them any advice they need when it comes to marketing, uh, design, color, palettes, um, you know, anything that I've experienced in the last, you know, 25 years, uh, traveling, seeing, feeling uh, on my feet, what has worked well and not so well. And, uh, and uh, it's, been, it's been great fun so far and uh, got a lot to look forward to, I believe, starting July 6th, as you know. Yeah, that's basically today. The podcast okay. that we're recording now will be released on the okay. day of, of your launch. Um, so tell us about this new shoe, the Roger. Um, you know, as you as you know, as we all know, there's no shortage of sneakers out there. You know, everyone Absolutely. is in this business from Nike to Dior, um, from Common Projects. You know, everyone's in the sneaker business. What what makes this shoe different from all the other shoes out there, in your view? So I think the beauty of on what they've been able to achieve is to actually make a running sneaker into a lifestyle sneaker that people wear it on a daily basis because I think people are fed up to wear uncomfortable or heavy or non-breathable shoes you know and uh, and that goes even with suits or go to work and it's acceptable nowadays to actually wear those kind of shoes to almost every day of course there's still moments where it's maybe not possible yes absolutely but uh, for the most part I think that's really possible right now so I really tried to challenge on and I actually was surprised how, and it showed me how flexible they were. And this was before we had a deal. I told them, look, all I see is when I see the on shoes is these clouds. And I love the clouds and I think they're great, um, but they're very much performance for me. And I think, how about if we go into, into the lifestyle uh, angle, you know, and we maybe cover up the clouds on the outside, but on the inside technology is still alive, you know, with the speedboard and the, the clouds are still there because that's what you're famous for and that's what we've got to maintain the dna of the shoe is, is key and obviously weight um, if we can make it light breathable and basically the most comfortable lifestyle sneaker out there that's what we should aim for or that's at least what i believe i mean in sports and in where i, where I come from if you don't dream big you're not going to get anywhere i mean you know i didn't dream of eight wimbledon titles but i definitely dreamt of one wimbledon title and uh, i think it's because of that dream it got me there so I think with on 
Uh, also, we, we, dream, we dream big and believe that this is actually maybe the arguable most comfortable lifestyle sneaker out there that's going to come out now. I know for a lot of people, this might look similar to others, but I do believe it's one of those shoes you got to try on and see how you like it. And usually you always hear it with on people who wear them. They don't want to ever then get out of the on shoe again. And I hope that the Roger is going to create that too. You know, the way it's uh, done as well, it looks, fits like a glove. And it's going to be, um, I mean, it's, it, it's soft, you know, and light and uh, uh, very classic tennis inspired sneaker. It's not a tennis shoe because a lot of people think it's going to be a tennis shoe. It's a tennis inspired sneaker because I think in tennis we have incredible heritage history. You know, if you look at Lacoste and we look at Stan Smith and we look, we have actually some amazing former tennis players who've done really well, even Yannick Noah, like, iconic Bjorn Borg, iconic guys, you know, that did some amazing things and really left a, a strong legacy on, on sports and, uh, and fashion. And I believe um, through this shoe, it's uh, paying respect to tennis and going into, into the lifestyle market with, um, with On, I think is a, is a big step forward for them. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. 
The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. It makes sense, and I'm I'm really compelled um, by the way you've explained it. But from a from kind of a marketing strategy standpoint, you know, there you have so much visibility as an athlete. You know, and you're still, I mean, assuming, you know, things lift this year and, you know, these tournaments on, on, this, on the big uh, professional circuit continue to happen, you, know, you could give so much visibility to a performance shoe on the court. You know, did you think, did you think, mm, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it would be better if we did a, a shoe that you could actually play in? Like, wouldn't that be your dream in a way? Absolutely. Um, you're right by what you said. The thing is about performance shoe, it's got to fit absolutely perfect, you know? And to design a shoe, I think for the on-court, I'd say, got to calculate probably a good year and a half, right? So I think on the lifestyle stuff, we started talking a year and a half ago, you know? And that before the deal even was even, we were even talking about it. This is when I was just starting to give inspiration so they could already start working on it. But the, but the, the performance shoe, um, as we're only like nine months into the deal, um, we talked about, or I told them also, is there a way, like you said, that we can go into a tennis sneaker or anything that has side-to-side -side movement? Because on is very much forward running, uh, you know, and my world is side-to-side. -side. And when I go for a run with these guys, I feel terrible. I feel very unfit. <laughs> and very not uh, athlete-like because they're just so good at it. And I'm not a runner as such. I'm a explosive, you know, side-to-side -side, uh, jumper and stop-and-go kind of guy. So I said, but for that, we also maybe need to create a shoe, you know? And obviously, the tennis sneaker, like you said, the visibility it would get would be amazing. And I think it might be an incredible just uh, a work that we could do all together you know, uh, to see where it takes us, you know, maybe it takes us totally different to a different place. But um, I do believe that probably one day I will play with a, an on shoe, on tennis shoe. I mean, that's got to be the goal, I believe. Uh, if it's still going to be while I'm still active or not, we'll have to see if we're going to make it in time. And uh, also through the pandemic, it's also not been easy to, you know, get things going. So maybe there's also more delays there coming. I'm not sure. But uh I definitely hope one day we can have a, an on-tennis sneaker. That'd be great. Okay. Well, let's talk about the launch. Um, mm -hmm. It's you know clearly an unusual time to be launching a product. We've seen from the yeah. rest of the fashion industry how hard it is for a variety of reasons to do a product launch. D did you did you think at all that it might make sense to delay, or were you very very fixated on this day July 6th because it has so much personal meaning to you as your kind of Wimbledon moment yeah I mean obviously we talked about it at length uh, with on um, what is the right thing to do here um, you know when we announced the partnership I was in New York I came off a South America tour 
Um, I slept five days in a row on a plane, um, but it was important for us to be in a strong market to announce the partnership. Now, when we wanted to launch a shoe, I mean, you clearly also want to be in a strong market and not just online and on the web. But I think nowadays you almost have no other way. And I think we want to also lead by example and go about it the right way and not now create a crowd in front of a shop or, you know, have people come and you can sign autographs. You've got to be so careful that everybody uh, is plays according to the rules. So I think what we're doing is absolutely the right thing. Um, and I think at the end, if we do it right, and I think if the product is right, it's going to win, you know, regardless of when uh, that first shoe dropped and the launch was. I mean, do we know when the first Stan Smith dropped or the first Jordan shoe dropped at the very first time? Not. I think the storytelling and what comes after it uh, is going to be important and the product, obviously. All those things are key. Um, but yes, I'm like you maybe as well a little bit intrigued how it's going to go because i've never done something like this on, a, on a, such a scale i believe um for a new product online and the goal was really to interact with the fans as much as possible uh, um get them close to me me get them i get close to them and um yeah like you said i think the date also plays a role here um it's 17 years since my first wimbledon victory in 2003 when i beat mark Filipusis. Um, seven six six three seven six or seven six six two seven six, and um, I mean this was for me my dream come true as a player and as a person. My God, my career could have ended right there. I was Wimbledon champion for Switzerland, and uh, at twenty two years old, and uh, I don't know. People always talk, about what is your favorite um, victory? It has to be that one somehow. It's what opened. The vault for anything that came after that it made me believe i could do it and as we know believing in in life and in sport is so so important you know that self-confidence and so for me to launch it on that particular date uh, has a lot of meaning uh, we're also going to look back maybe a little bit what has happened it gives us an opportunity to look back even though in tennis or in life you're only as good as your next match you know i'm aware of that so that's why i'll keep working extremely hard and uh, i'll try to come back strong again next year when the knee allows it to um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about this launch, to say the least. What were you originally planning to do for the launch before the kind of pandemic threw a wrench in the plans? I mean, were you planning to do something in person? Yes, I think we were gonna. We were looking at maybe go to check with the guys, but I think we were looking at doing something in London. You know, um, at at one of their doors and partners and. Uh, there was there were several concepts there, but honestly, very quickly then things changed. This was already uh, the talk happened as as it all started in November. You know, the launch of the partnership. Um, I mean, very quickly we're in February, and in February already knew things were not the same anymore. So I think we quickly switched over to something uh, more online, never kind of seen before. Kind of let's make it unique and different and special. So uh here we are well you're an athlete where everything can be measured in terms of performance have you thought about how you'll measure the success of this launch you know what metrics are you tracking how many pairs do you think you can sell you know what will be the definition of success for you yeah that's a good question i'm 
I'm very humble, you know, when it comes to these expectations. Um, to give you an example, uh, when I went to play now in South African Cape Town with Rafa, um, Bill Gates and Trevor Noah, for the foundation, we sold 52,000 tickets and it was a record for uh, a tennis crowd in a tennis stadium. Um, I had actually broken my own record that I set a couple of months earlier in Mexico. I think it was like 40,000 or 42,000. So honestly, I didn't know if we were going to fill half of the stadium, you know, and uh, because this is, it's very personal, you know, like a tournament, like let's just say Wimbledon is happening right now. Um, you know they're going to come regardless if you're playing or not because the game's bigger than any player. But if you're playing exhibition or you're, you know, we have the launch of the shoe that has your name on it, I don't know, it becomes a little bit more, <laughs> take a bit, a bit more of a dive into it, you know, and you're going into the unknown. And because I go into the unknown and I'm Swiss at the end of the day, I think we're very realistic, you know, as well about the, about the chances. Um, yet I do dream big, like I told you before. I just hope that people will love the product and that, I mean, I know the first uh, pairs, the first drop will go. I mean, we know that. The question is going to be, where are we going to be uh, in a year from now? You know, how much, how much good press does it get? If it would be negative press, it would hurt me a little bit, in all honesty, if people say like, terrible shoe, not fun, not good. We've seen something like this before, which I really truly believe is not the case. But I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I know I've got a lot of praise and compliments over the years and criticism is completely part of the game too. I know that. But what I can tell you is that on uh, with me and you know, we're going to try to work as hard as possible to make it as cool of a product for people to wear. And I know for me, I measure success when I see people wearing it. And I see them and I can tell them nice shoes and they'll tell me, oh my God, this is such a great shoe. Or, oh, uh, thank you for, you know, creating a shoe like this together with On. This would be for me the measuring stick and maybe uh, less about the numbers because these are, for those we have other people, I guess. <laughs> right. Got it. Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. I, I have, I have one final question for you. I, I you know, I'd be remiss. Roger, if I didn't ask about, you know, your future in tennis, mm -hmm. you know, some people said this was supposed to be your farewell tour this year, but clearly, you know, tennis, <laughs> Five is, matches, tennis, <laughs> yeah, tennis isn't really happening right now. And I guess you have this knee injury. I mean, yeah. what, what do you think, what do you think is, um, what are your plans basically for, for next year and how, how is it, how is it shaping up for you? in terms of taking that, that farewell tour? Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I've been on a farewell tour since 2009. So I go way back yeah. when I won the, the French Open. Uh, people like, okay, you've done it all. And then I won Wimbledon the following month against Andy Roddick in the epic one and uh, broke the all-time Grand Slam record. My twin girls were born. And finally then they said, okay, well, this is it now, really. Uh, you've just gotten like dream summer. You're done, right? And I was like, well... Not really. I mean, I'm 28, 29 years old. Uh, I still feel like there's a little bit more to go here. And I actually really enjoy playing tennis, by the way. Just, oh, by the way. And, uh, yeah. and, and here we are. I didn't think I was going to play till 38, 39. Um, if you would have told me, Roger, um, in 16, you're going to have a left knee operation. And then in 
2020 going to have uh, two right knee operations and still motivated, eager to play, I would have probably told you, I mean, are you crazy? You, you, it's no way I don't, I want to play tennis anymore if that's the case. But as long as I know I'm not taking long-term risks on my health, um, my four kids are doing great. My wife is happy that I'm still pursuing my dreams and she's very supportive of, of that fact. And we can manage all the travels uh, with the family and everybody. And I truly still have the full-blown passion to play. And I believe I can compete with the best, beat the best, and still win the biggest of tournaments. I'm honestly really willing to give it a go because I just really don't mind the travels. Uh, it's, it's, it's part of my life. I love it, you know. And I know that this is usually what uh, gets the guys at the end, you know. Uh, that just it's like it's been enough traveling now, you know, 10, 15, 20 years going on world tour like a musician from January to November and doing that time and time again. It's tough. It's, it's rough, I must tell you. But uh, we, we found a way with my wife and my family to make it so much fun that we create a home away from home. Yes, I do love being in Switzerland. This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to live. But I also love going to anywhere else in the world, you know. So, yes, I'm working my rehab right now. Uh, my goal is to be back 100% ready, basically, 1st of December, 1st of January. Uh, so I, I can play a full season again next year. Um, I don't truly believe in fairy tale endings because I think if you try to achieve that, you will fail. If it happens, it happens. But if I wanted it to happen, I probably could have retired, you know, by my, by my comeback in 17 uh, when I came back and won, uh, you know, my first tournament back in Australia, beating Rafa in five sets in the finals. I mean, how much better can it get, really? Um, so... And I didn't think either by if by beating Novak last year in the Wimbledon epic finals, if I would have won that, I wouldn't have retired then on the spot either. Like uh, I was there at that match. Oh, you were there. That Ooh. was that was incredible. Thank you. That was a, an amazing match. So I I, I believe uh, there's still a bit more to go. Uh, I mean, I'm turning 39 this year, 40 next year. I mean, it's crazy for me to think that I've been on tour for over 23 years now, almost. Um, it's gone so fast. But, you know, it means I've had a lot of fun, right? It's been good. Uh, I feel like I was a junior, you know, five years ago, but it's been 25 years ago. And uh, it feels surreal. So I'm really thankful that I'm still got the passion uh, to keep going. Uh, my fitness coach just told me we're looking at probably a 20-week fitness block. Are you ready for it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And he looked me in the eye. He was like, are you sure? Really? Like, I mean, it's a lot. I'm like, yeah, it's good. You know, I'll definitely try it while I'm still active I'd rather do rehab this way than uh, when I'm retired I mean seriously I'm gonna do rehab properly professionally no chance you know I'll be doing other things so uh, that's why I'm happy to do it regardless and I, I I think I would really like to see what else is left for me and uh, hopefully I have a great next year and uh, and then we'll go from there right well maybe maybe the fairy tale if I could just lay it out, if you're not going to lay it out, maybe the fairy tale is you win another Grand Slam wearing a pair of performance on shoes. And then that's, that's, that's the fairy nice, tale. Nice, like, nice one. That would be nice. That'd be special. Yeah. No doubt. All right. Well, Roger, I, I, I'm, you know, as I said, this is going to go live the day of the mm -hmm. launch, but I hope, I hope it goes super well. Thank you. And, you know, thank you for, taking time to, to share your thoughts and perspectives on this. It's a, it's been really interesting to watch and um, on is such an exciting 
new company and mm-hmm. I, I love I love upstarts. So yep. um, I think with you on board, they have a, another another, you know, um, reason to be uh, confident about their future. So thank um, you very much. Thank you. Pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me. And yeah. uh, we'll speak again soon, I'm sure. No problem. This is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of the Business of Fashion. That's the latest episode of Inside Fashion. Tune in every week for new episodes. Um, That's all for now. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.